success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have one of our most invincible friends here with us today, Alex Elliott. Oh, my gosh. All the way from Spain. Alex was with us last year. just as the pandemic began. Check it out on episode 18 to hear all about what Alex was sharing last year. And I cannot wait to share with you right now this amazing amazing human. Alex S. Elliott is a digital marketing and cryptocurrency expert. She's been featured on summits alongside Russell Brunson, John Lee Dumas, Jim Edwards, Perry Marshall, Elena Cardone, Alex Sharfin. Alex is an early Bitcoin and cryptocurrency investor, having made her first of many Bitcoin investments in 2013. Alex helps regular folks earn cryptocurrency passively with her free supportive Facebook group, the Crypto Chill Lounge, the Crypto Chill Lounge, and her more advanced paid stacker mastermind, where she dives deep into loads of passive crypto income strategies. Welcome, Alex Elliott. Oh my gosh. How fun. How Thank fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm so here. excited to be here. We did this a year ago and like we, we were just talking off air. How much has changed in this year? It is wild. So I just, I, I'm so excited to be back and like, let's catch up. This is fun. I know. It's so crazy. And you know, last year when I introduced you, I said, this was the highlight of my life. Can you imagine a two time? Oh my God. So You're the like, coolest. You're just the coolest. Oh my well, this is the highlight of my day. So I'm very excited to be here. Great. Well, this, this is just so fun. And you know, I have watched you and I have followed you and I have celebrated with you across the water. And I just could not be more excited and encouraged and hopeful to the rest of the world to have you share, oh my gosh, just some of the amazing things that have transpired over the last year. So let's do this. Let's jump in right now. Let's tell our listeners how you got where you are today. And when I mean how you got where you are today, they can listen to episode 18. So let's start <laughs> from the pandemic. From the pandemic. Okay, cool. Yes. cool. That, that sounds yes. good. So, um, oh, you know, it's funny. I, I don't think I've actually sat down and really reflected back on the last year and change, um, you know, uh, since we've kind of had this pandemic. It's and and I don't know if if this feels this way for for you or for your listeners, but I think that 
um, you know, for, for those of us who have really been locked down and, and, and who already worked from home, you know, I, it was funny. I joke that I found out that my lifestyle was called quarantine because I already worked from home, you know, and all this stuff. So, but I think because the world kind of just like slowed down, shut down, et cetera, everything just started to feel like one long day with like some naps thrown in there. Right. It just started to feel like, you know, and, and, um, you know, just kind of went about, did your stuff and I, the world's opening up again now, thank God. And we're, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to get back to, to normal. Um, but I, I haven't really sat down and gone, okay, what's happened during all this time. And a lot has happened. So, um, this is a great opportunity to do that. And, um, Okay. We talked, I'm going to guess it was like April, May-ish uh, of last year. That's kind of my, my sentiment. It, things were just shutting down. And I got to be honest with you, it hit me hard. I am, I'm a social human being. I'm very social. So to not be able to see my elderly parents to not be able to like go out and see all my friends and all this stuff that that was rough on me for a good while. And I, I kind of did a little bit of this emotionally, I'm not going to lie. So it, it kind of threw me off kilter and it was, it was right at the time where I was running a high ticket, uh, high ticket mastermind and teaching other people how to run their own high ticket courses, coaching programs, masterminds, et cetera. So I had to dig really, really, really deep to kind of, keep myself in a place where even though I was sort of personally going through my own kind of emotional shock, uh, as to the state of things, um, really stay focused for them, stay, um, up for them as much as, uh, humanly possible, but make space, but make space for what we were all going through and make space for the fear. Um, you know, for all of our businesses was high ticket still going to sell. Were people going to, you know, everybody was hoarding toilet paper and, and, and whatever, you know what I mean? It was wild there for a minute. And um, we didn't know if people were still going to purchase our services or if things were going to, so it was really sort of this, this, this time of uh, deep uh, worry and anxiety and frustration for a lot of people and fear. Um, and so th there was a lot of dealing with that, both personally in my own business, um, my life, my clients, et cetera. And, um, you know, it just, I guess a lot of soul searching and we, we finished that program. We finished delivering that program decided as we sort of looked at the writing on the wall with the pandemic, et cetera, that, um, maybe high ticket wasn't going to be the thing we wanted to continue to pursue. And so, uh, started up a, a little email, uh, copywriting agency. I thought, you know, in times of trouble, like you always got to communicate with your customers. Like that just doesn't go away. Probably more so in times of, uh, of trouble, you've got to stay connected to communicate with your customers. So we had a really boutique um, email marketing uh, agency and email copywriting agency where we were writing uh, the, we were, actually there were many influencers. You probably know that by NDA, I cannot say, but we were writing their emails for them and, uh, you know, handling all of their email marketing. And uh, that was fantastic. It was fun. It was really fun to get into somebody else's voice and really communicate um, you know, the essence of who they are and what they're trying to, to, to bring and how they're trying to impact people, you know, to their tribe. So, um, that was fantastic. We did that for a while. And, um, you know, the, the agency world is excellent in many ways. You can make excellent money in the agency world. It also has its challenges as well that are inherent. And anytime you're working with clients, uh, in a, in an intense way, there can be, uh, challenges associated with that. And if anybody knows anything about me, they know how much I love passive income. And so I really started to develop this kind of like, wow, the money's great, but like sometimes working with the people, that part's a little challenging. So what if we could just start generating passive income that didn't have all the, 
you know, the, the people attached to it uh, sometimes. So, you know, I began really developing and cultivating, I guess is the word, this passion for passive income and really looking into um, the different ways in which I could um, both exercise that and cultivate that and grow that in my own life and business, as well as teach that to others, right? So just develop this, this interest. And um, as part of that interest and concurrent to the, um, what we'll call the current kind of, um, or, or, or the, the, the January 2020 sort of bull market of cryptocurrency, as that started to rise and we started to see these, these, these big valuations come up in Bitcoin and other coins, um, I was reminded by my dear brother, <laughs> that I actually still held a whole lot of Bitcoin that I had kind of like sort of forgotten about and just almost in a really painful way put out of my mind um, due to the fact that I had made some really crazy decisions <laughs> many years prior. And by many, I mean, um, really around uh, 2016, 2017, uh, both my wife and I made the decision to take all of our salaries for two years straight in Bitcoin, which at the time felt like a really good idea because, you know, uh, the price was going up. It was like, you know, how high is too high? Woo. You know, like we're going to the moon. And so we're just, I mean, two years worth of salary for two people. Um, and, and I was a chief marketing officer of a cryptocurrency exchange at the time. Like I was really deep into that world at the time. And um, she was uh, also on the marketing team. And so, you know, we, we were deep in it and it just, it felt like the right thing to do blinded by bias, right? <laughs> it was a great, so, you know, we, and, 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 and it's funny because at the moment we're like, yeah, this is great. This will be awesome. Ah. And then unfortunately, like um, this mega crash came and, you know, I was a, I was a true blue believer. I was not going to let my Bitcoin go. No, we were going to ride it all the way down. Like it was, I was just, I was in it. I was in it to win it and I didn't care. And so we literally watched our balance is just, just, you know, get decimated, truly decimated. And um, for better or for worse, we did not sell. And uh, there comes a point where, you know, it's just, it's just silly to sell at that point. It's like, it, you're going to lose so much money. It's just ridiculous. Like don't sell, just, 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 just walk away slowly. Right. So we walked away slowly and uh, basically just kind of, uh, I have to say, I walked away with my tail between my legs in a big way because I was the driving force for that decision to keep everything in Bitcoin and not convert. And um, it was it was a bitter loss. It was a bitter, bitter, bitter loss. Uh, we suffered financially in a huge way um, after that. It, there, there were consequences, big financial consequences to that. Um, and the people who know my story prior to that understand what those consequences were. I, I was down to my last thousand dollars, you know, uh, at one point. And um, so I felt like I had failed. I felt like I had let my wife down. I felt like I had um, ruined a really good thing and um, put us in a precarious position. And I also felt the responsibility to get us back. And um, that stayed with me day and night, day and night. And so oddly enough, you know, as I'm looking into these passive income opportunities and thinking about like, how can I put something together? I want to put an offer together. I want to help people really understand what's out there and, and create these uh, multiple streams of passive income in their own lives. My brother's like, Hey, if you check the price of Bitcoin, I was like, no, and I don't really care. I'm, I'm, I'm burned, man. I don't want anything to do with it. Right. Like that was my, I was just like, 
nah, I'm good. I had this like pain associated. I just, uh, I didn't want to know. And he's like, no, I really think you should check. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, what was it the last time? Like, how high did it get? I was like, I don't know, like 19,000. I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. And he's like, dude, you should probably check. It's like 40,000. I was like, what? I like freaked out. So I, you know, kind of by four, he sort of forced me to look into it. And uh, we looked into it and realized like what we had thought was a very terrible decision at the time and what had had actual real world painful consequences because of our, you know, just, just going overboard. Um, ended up being a wonderful decision uh, significantly later, many years later, because we didn't let go and we held on. And so the moral of that story is a, don't be an idiot like me and throw it all in, right? Like don't, don't, don't do that. Number one, only invest what you can afford to lose. That's number one. But number two, if you are going to invest in Bitcoin, I won't talk about other cryptocurrencies right now. I'll just talk about Bitcoin because I, that, it's a class in and of itself, Bitcoin for sure. Um, if you are going to do that, one must have two things in place. Number one, a deep understanding of the asset class. I think that's very important. It's not important to purchase it. You can purchase it without the deep understanding, but if you plan on actually holding it or becoming fortified enough to hold it, one must learn about the asset class. One must really engage with what is this thing? Why is it so valuable, right? Or why is it that people say it's valuable, right? Um, and the other thing you need to have is an extended time horizon, right? This isn't this isn't Thursday night at the casino. You're not going to walk away and you know in 24 hours or a week or, or even a month a bajillionaire. That's not going to happen. And if those are the expectations you come to the table with, you will be sorely disappointed, right? It's a highly volatile asset, but that's a beautiful thing. You know, that's where that's we love volatility. If there weren't volatility, it wouldn't be going parabolic, right? Like that wouldn't happen. So right. you, we we have a sense in uh in bitcoin is like if you, if you can't stand my you know 50 drops you don't deserve my 5000 percent tops like it's just it is what it is so you have to just take the good with the bad and um you know an extended time horizon looks like look purchase it purchase it frequently right we, we we do something we teach something called dollar cost averaging which is just no matter the cost every single week or every single month whatever you can afford to put in even if it's ten dollars a week cool put in ten dollars a week and you'll you'd be amazed at what that does for you over you know one two three five ten years right how much bitcoin you can actually assemble you've got an arsenal it's amazing so um do that and then don't look at it don't look at it for five years for ten years Think about, you know what? Say to yourself, I'm buying this for my grandchildren. Just say that to yourself. Just, just come at it with that sort of mentality. Um, and you can do extremely well over an elongated time frame, right? So that's kind of um, become my my driving passion is helping onboard people who um, are really looking for a way to beat inflation, they're looking for a way to maximize their savings. They're looking for a way to improve upon um, their paltry 401k returns. Um, you know, if you look at inflation right now, look, if you're not making 10 to 15% on your investments or getting a 10 to 15% raise every single year, you're not even treading water. You're not even keeping up. You're not even staying breaking even, right? So 
we've got to be more aggressive in our investment strategies just to keep our heads above water these days. So I'm very passionate about helping people who might not otherwise consider Bitcoin, really consider Bitcoin as an alternative to um, traditional investments that just aren't yielding what they uh, should or that are just trying to fight inflation. Oh my gosh. So, and that, and here you are, right? That you, I mean, and you know, I remember last year when we had this conversation and you shared about losing everything and just all of the things. And then when I saw you emerge, I mean, I, like I said, it's like a Phoenix, right? Like you just emerged and, and it was that pain. And I, I remember so many things that you said, but one of them was make your pain pay. And I was like, you did that. You did that, right? Like you you forgot about it. It was bittersweet, but then, and it took your brother to even remind you. Like Like, multiple times had to remind me. I was like, like, yeah. And really encourage you to look and here you were living on top of the world and didn't even know it. Didn't even know it crazy is that crazy and that I think is you know so exciting that and I wanted to bring you back so so much because this is hope this is hope that the world needs right now to know that in your darkest and as you call it what the dark night of your soul which is the second time I've heard that this week um uh, when you call it that and then you emerge to this most incredible level of what was your darkest night to be your the the greatest dawn of the day right yeah yeah, absolutely Uh, and I think it's something that like you know we all have these dark nights of the soul we all have whether it's in our relationships our family um something something tragic happens our we lose our business whatever it is right we all have these things but um you know I think that it's really important to to acknowledge that and plan for that Right. I, I always say, like, if you if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And and I, I'm really getting in my in my just in my life in general, my business and everything, teaching people like lay the foundation that now that you're gonna need in the future. Right. You wanna be you wanna be fixing that roof that you're gonna need when this when the storm comes. It's sunny now, <laughs> but plan for the storm, right? Like that's the thing. And so that's really the the, the game I'm trying to play right now with people and help them help them build those, those uh, passive income streams so that um, when the storm comes, when everything starts to fall apart, you don't have to worry so much because you've got income coming in, right? You've got yeah. things set up. I love it. And, and I think it's hopeful to say to people, like when you are in that place, like you have to be hopeful that your day is coming. Yeah. Like, I mean, you didn't know that you, as you said, we slowly backed away, right? Yeah. yeah. And yet your, your day is coming. And that to me is just the most, uh, hopeful, hopeful, you know, story that you could ever give. So let's dive in and let's talk about Bitcoin. There are people out there that are still scratching their head. They like, don't even what know are what they even is. talking about. Right. What's I going have, on here? Right. I have money. I have credit cards. I have investments. What is this Bitcoin? What do, why do I need it? What is it going to do for me? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Give them the stuff. So let's talk about that. And uh, you can incorporate too, um, as you're explaining, like how you help other people make that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, be able to create those accounts and start to make that investing. Sure. Sure. So 
in general, like I, I love the, expli- the, the, the saying, explain it like I'm five, right? I love that because it really, it, it just kind of brings everything down to a really understandable level. So I'm going to do my best to explain this like we're five because um, it can be a little bit jargony, you know, like, like, let's be honest, cryptocurrency, the whole thing, even the word like cryptocurrency, it sounds like cryptic. It sounds scary. It sounds Cryptocurrency simply is, um, you know, it comes from cryptography, which simply is a type of computer coding that is encrypted. It's not easily, um, it's not easily understood what it is, right? It, it's as if, think about it this way. If I was going to give you a big wad of money and I really didn't want anybody to see it or know what it was, because that's dangerous. You don't want to be walking down the street with a big fat wad of money, right? I might actually put that wad, I might wrap it up. I might put it in, you know, a plastic bag or like a, a briefcase or something that, that encrypts what it is, right? And then I would hand that over to you and hope that people on the subway didn't know that I just gave you $20,000, right? Or something like that. So that's how you can think about encryption. Encryption just means prying eyes aren't looking into it. And you can encrypt things like emails. You can encrypt things like text messages. You can encrypt, um, there's all sorts of, of data bytes that you can encrypt. It, you know, it, websites can be encrypted. Uh, traffic on the web can be encrypted, all sorts of things. So it's not unique to currency, right? But it just so happens that cryptocurrency does leverage encryption. And it means that, you know, peer-to-peer transactions can happen. So I can send Cami some, some money over the internet in the form of cryptocurrency. Or better said, I can send her value over the internet, right? Just with my smartphone, if I'd like to. And, and I can say, hey, Cammy, I'm gonna send you $10,000 worth of, you know, Bitcoin right here, right now on my phone. It'll arrive to your phone in two minutes to be looking out for it. I didn't have to ask for permission from my bank. I didn't have to go walk into a bank branch and send a wire on a Friday afternoon at four and have them tell me, oh, sorry, we're closed now. You gotta come back Monday morning. Well, right. I didn't have to do that. They, I didn't have to write down on a piece of paper what it was for, right? If I'm going to transfer um, anything more than $10,000 out of my bank, uh, particularly internationally, they're going to ask me all kinds of questions. What's it for? Who's it going to? What's it all about, right? Why is that? Control, censorship. God forbid I should be sending money out of the country to, you know, somewhere they, they don't deem appropriate, right? So, it's, it's known as permissionless. It means I can send without permission my own money. Thank you very much. Um, so I can send my own money without permission to whomever I choose. It is censorship resistant, meaning the bank can't tell me, no, Alex, we don't approve. You can't send that where you want to send it, right? There's no nanny state or nanny apparatus like a bank telling me, to whom I and and where and how I can send my money. So it's permissionless, it's censorship resistant. It is what we call hard money or sound money or deflationary money because Bitcoin itself, unlike the US dollar, unlike the euro, unlike the yen, the pound, whatever, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. That's it. You Now those Bitcoin are dis- divisible kind of like dollars are divisible into cents, 
right? We understand that concept of divisibility. So similar to that, they are divisible into something known as satoshis or sats for short, right? So hence the name of my mastermind, the sat stacker, right? We're like the penny stacker of the, the, the Bitcoin, right? So um, they are divisible, but there will never be more than 21 million. Now, why is that a good thing? Well, let's take a very recent example. Very recently, I'll speak about the United States. The U.S. money printers have been on overdrive and we've just been printing and printing and printing and printing and printing and printing all kinds of dollars. Well, in the short term, one would think, oh, gosh, that's great. That stimulates that's the economy. That's amazing. Woo, woo, more dollars for everybody. The problem is that when you pump a lot of extra paper money into the into the economy, what happens to folks to the dollars that folks have in their pocket? What happens to the dollars that folks have in their in their bank accounts? Unfortunately, it devalues those dollars. So now the dollar that you had in your pocket, maybe it's only worth 75 cents right? Or worse, 60 cents, who knows? And the dollars you had in your bank account, same thing. So when you pump money into the economy, all the money that was already in the economy loses value. And then you start to notice, gosh, why is everything so expensive? Man, feels like, feels like yesterday I just paid $1.50 for this Coke. Now I'm paying $2.50 for this Coke. What's going on? Well, because the dollars are losing value, the companies have to charge you more to get the same amount of value, right? Because their dollars are losing value too. So what happens? The price of everything starts to go up. And that house you had your eye on, you wanted to buy, crap. Now it's $100,000 more and you can't even afford it, right? You were going to buy that car, same thing. Everything starts to get more expensive. So to combat that, Bitcoin was created with a limited supply so that No one, not anyone. There is no one, by the way, there's no one in charge of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is run by code. It has rules, not rulers, right? We're very proud of that in the Bitcoin community. Rules, not rulers. So it's run by code. No one can break it. No one can stop it. The cost of actually attacking it would be more than it would be worth, right? So it's it's got a mechanism such that uh, you can't really stop it, basically. And um, because of that, and because of its limited supply, its cap, and one cannot produce more, it tends to increase in value versus decrease in value, right? So at the same time, as your dollars are dropping in value, Bitcoin's actually going up in value. It's very interesting. If you right now look, so right now, People who want to buy a home are like, wait, wait, my dollars are buying less home. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? People who own Bitcoin are like, oh, look, I can get more home for my Bitcoin. Oh my gosh, my Bitcoin's purchasing power is going up right at the same time as the dollar's purchasing power is going down. It's a very interesting um, experience. So I I always uh, challenge people to to, um, price things in sats, price things in Bitcoin, not in in dollars, right? So take the equivalent of, of whatever it is you're looking at in dollars and price it in Bitcoin, and you'll see over time, it costs you less and less Bitcoin. 
right? It's, it's a powerful thing what that's happening right now over time. So, which is why, you know, I, I tend to make the joke only hold in dollars, which you can afford to lose because yes. you are losing. Um, <laughs> so, so that's a, that's a little bit about the, the function Bitcoin employs or what it actually is and what it helps us do. We tend to, to, to use metaphors to help best describe Bitcoin. We like to call it things like digital gold because it tends to be a very good store of value. We're now seeing in places like El Salvador and potentially other uh, Latin American countries where they're actually going to begin to use it as a medium of exchange. So not just a store of value, but also a medium of exchange as legal tender, right? So, um, and, and you'll see more and more of that as, um, as we reach something known as hyper-Bitcoinization, meaning um, the more pervasive and widespread acceptance and use of Bitcoin, as we see that, we will begin to see... Um, you know, store of value is kind of the first usage. You know, we, 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 we make sure we're not losing our savings in it, but then we start to be able to transact in it a lot more easily, a lot more quickly, a lot more scalably, et cetera. And it's, and it's not as painful to transact in it because price begins to stabilize. So we're starting to see that now. And it's a uh, very quite, a, very, very interesting to, to watch history being made and play out on the global stage as we, as we know it right here, right now in front of us. That is amazing. And, you know, I, I think I might have mentioned this to you, that, but I, like I know coaches that are now accepting Bitcoin and they're giving people discounts. Like yeah. they're saying, if you yeah. pay in, dis, in Bitcoin, it's 3000 instead of 5000 And yeah. that is crazy. But I, you know, is this the correct understanding? Because there's only going to be a certain amount of it that this is their way of stacking. So that's is that it. what it's? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it is. I mean, think about it. You know, simple economics. Economics 101, limited supply, increasing demand. What happens to price? Price goes up. So if they're getting paid $3,000 today, no matter the short-term price action, there'll be short-term price action. That's just noise. The signal is what happens a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. That $3,000, right? That discount they gave, will be way more than that $5,000 ever worth. That $5,000 will have depreciated to, to $2,000 worth while that 3,000 of Bitcoin will have appreciated to 10, 15K in value, right? So that's the game they're playing. They're playing a long-term game. We do the same thing. I give discounts for people who pay in, in uh, Bitcoin as well because truthfully, I'm stacking Bitcoin. I'm not interested in dollars. I only use dollars because I have to, because I live in a fiat world. If I didn't live in a fiat world, I wouldn't touch them. They're, they're not useful to me. They're not valuable to me. Bitcoin is what I'm after. Um, that's the end game. That's the end game. And it's the end game for more and more people who see the writing on the wall, you know, what's happening. And, and, and I don't, I'm not singling out the U.S. dollar. We're, we're both sure. Americans. We're speaking to an American audience. Um, I mean, global government-backed currencies. Because governments are addicted to the money printers and can't stop, they are inflating away the value of their populations, and they are literally, they're killing us in terms of stealing, they're robbing us. Inflation is a hidden tax. It is a tax that we didn't vote on, we didn't sign up for, we didn't agree to. Right. And yeah. they're the only ones with the power in this equation. And so to take your power back, to take your sovereignty back, to take your um, ability to store your own time, because all money is, is a storage of time. Right. I store yeah. my time and money. Well, if they're going to devalue my time, no, thank you. I'm going to take my time back and I'm going to have my time appreciate, not depreciate. Right. That, that, that's really what this game is all about. 
Thank you for that explanation. That feels good. Like, I feel like now I could actually answer a question. Hopefully, hopefully that was helpful and, and different than, than, than many of the explanations you've heard in the past. Yes. Yes. That was great. And I do have a few questions, so we'll sure. go back to that. So, uh, one of my questions is you, you hear people saying like they're having their own coin, right? So people are creating. So what is that about? Like, and is that safe? Am I allowed to curse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can if you need to. <laughs> so what that is called is shit coins, literally. Oh. That's, that's literally the name. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be very honest with you. Uh, and I'm going to say something that uh, a lot of other people may not agree with or like, and that's okay. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to tell the truth. And yes. so the, the, um, those are shit coins. Those are ephemeral cash grabs by uh, people who are creating their own coins because they know they can, and they know they can hoodwink a certain number of people into paying them and they're good marketers. And, um, you know, they like to whitewash it in some charity or they like to, uh, you know, whatever it is. And oh, it's all about the community and all the things that's got nothing to do with Bitcoin. Absolutely nothing. Bitcoin is, is, is here to bring freedom to people across the world, as I just described from governments who are devaluing their life, because what is time, but life force my time is simply an expression of my life and my life force. And if that's being robbed from me through the devaluation of currency and Bitcoin, you know, is going to break that and, and give me my time and value back. I mean, that that's what's going on here. What's happening with these, these shit coins and these ephemeral cash grabs by developers and marketers and whatever. Um, that's, that's a night at the casino. Um, that's got nothing to do with um, Bitcoin. And I, I, to be honest, they will invite the wrath of regulators onto this space faster than anything else because people are getting burned. People are getting hurt. There's a small percentage of people who are making amazing money with this. It's the creators of the coins and their friends and the people who they sucker in early and who can get out at the top. Everybody else gets dumped on. And so um, I, I have nothing to do with that, want nothing to do with it, find it highly unethical and have, you know, I'm just very strongly against that. Um, so, and I know there's plenty of people in this space who do it. Uh, that's fine. I couldn't sleep at night if I did. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I asked you that question. Cause I really <laughs> do feel like you're the one who would answer it the most honestly. Yeah. Um, Listen, you know yeah. What? what good is F you money? If you can't sometimes say a few, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Oh my gosh. So, so you mentioned, and this is a big question, and I know that you're helping people set up their, save their Bitcoin accounts and earning the money. And so I want to talk about that, but I love what you said about like, even if you are just throwing $10 a week, like yeah. whatever you can do. And that is a big question around that. I think that a lot of people think you've got to have thousands, like how much is a coin? Oh. 40,000. Oh, well, you got 40,000. Oh. Yeah. Like, and then that, that sends people away, but if they knew they could get in for it's called unit amount. bias. Yeah, unit so bias let's called. go there. Let's, let's go there break down then... the unit biases. Come on. All right. Yeah. So here's what people, they, they, they see the price. They go, oh my gosh, it's 35000 or it's 40000 or it's 60000 or whatever it is today. And oh, I don't have that much money. Forget it. I'm not going to buy it. Because, and they think somehow the train has left the station. We're going to come back to divisibility, right? Remember divisibility. Remember that you can purchase, it's divisible. One Bitcoin is divisible into 100 million Satoshis, right? So you can purchase any number 
of Satoshis that you want to, right? I actually have an app on my phone and I am not too proud to say that every single morning I wake up, it's called the Fold app. If any of you guys are interested, I go to the Fold app and I spin a little wheel and it awards me every morning I get awarded. Maybe it's 25 sats, 100 sats, 250 sats, 500 sats, 1,000 sats, whatever it is. In like today's money, that's nothing, that's cents. We will one day reach dollar sat parity. I promise you, a dollar, a sat will be worth a dollar. And when that happens, I'll be happy that I was waking up every morning and spinning and getting 250 bucks, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever, right? Like, so why not? It takes two seconds of my time. I do it. I am stacking sats every which way I can. I shop with Bitcoin backed credit cards so that when I'm paying at, at, at Amazon, I'm getting Bitcoin back. I'm getting Satoshi's back. Right? Like I'm getting it every which way I can, guys. Like there's an arms race. Let's go. So, you know, th- this this idea of dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin and purchasing, I mean, it doesn't matter. 10 bucks, 25 bucks, you know, whatever your style, 500 bucks, 1000 bucks a week, whatever you've got to spend and 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 really let, let me change my language. I caught myself there. Got to save because I I like to think about Bitcoin as savings technology. It is advanced savings technology. I don't think of it as uh, it's an asset class or it's a whatever, you know, I hear people say like, what, well, what price are you going to get out? If you're asking me if I'm going to get out of Bitcoin, you don't understand Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the exit strategy. I'm not getting out of Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is the out. It, that's the, it's the out. I don't want fiat right? It's depreciating asset. Why in the world would I exchange the world's hardest asset, the world's hardest, soundest money for a crappy paper like like devaluing version, right? I just wouldn't. I wouldn't do, why would I do that, right? So particularly because um, not only what's really important to understand is not only can you purchase, you know, small portions of a Bitcoin, Satoshis, right? And, And I'll tell you right now, every single week without fail, I I invest, I save my money into Bitcoin, right? Everything, I have an automated system set up and that's what I, I, everybody who comes into my free group, we've got a training. We're actually about to renew that training and help everybody again so that people come in. You literally, if you've got an hour, I can get you easily set up with an automated system where every week, I don't care if it's $5 a week, you are buying into Bitcoin. You are saving your money into Bitcoin. Right. And then it's got another automated, this really cool system has got an automated function where in addition to automating the buy, you can tell it where to send that Bitcoin. Do you want to send it to like a a cold storage wallet where you can keep it nice and secure in like a little thumb drive type of thing? Cool. You can do that. Would you like to send it to a a platform where you can earn six or 8% on more Bitcoin on top of your Bitcoin, right? You got to, it's like an additional high powered savings account Well, you can auto send it over there and then you're just earning over there. So there's lots of ways to do this in stack sats. And I think what's important to note is, so people say, well, okay, Alex, wait, so you're taking all this, you know, you're, you're getting all this money in Bitcoin, you're saving into Bitcoin, like how do you eat? How do you pay your bills? Right. You, can, can, can you pay in a big one? What, what's going on? Right. I, I know that that's the next logical question. Here's the cool thing. <laughs> so yes, in many plate, like there is a company called bit refill, bit refill, bit refill.com offers 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gift cards that you can purchase with Bitcoin. So let's say I want to, you know, I want to purchase something on Amazon with my Bitcoin, right? I, I don't know why you would do that right now, but you could. So I could literally go get an Amazon gift card on BitRefill and turn around and purchase something, you know, on Amazon if I wanted to. If I wanted to go to, I don't know, you know, Dave and Buster's or some restaurant or so whatever, you can go get a gift card and just boop like that. No problem. If that was something you wanted to do. Personally, I don't want to sell my Bitcoin. I want to assemble Bitcoin. I want to stack Bitcoin. I'm not into selling. So, okay, for people like you, Alex, who are not into selling, but what if you want to access the dollar value of your Bitcoin? If you've stacked a lot of it, you've got, you know, however much stacked up, maybe you want to buy something. Maybe you want to, you know, uh, you know, you got, you got a wedding to pay for, you've got a big trip to go on or whatever it is, right? Or you want to make a business uh, investment. Like how do you access the value of your Bitcoin? Well, very cool. Glad you asked. So there are platforms out there, the very same platform that I said you could auto send to earn six to 8% on top of your Bitcoin that you're, that you're stacking. That very same platform will offer you a USD or Euro or whatever your currency is loan against the collateral that you've stacked with them. So for example, I'll give you a very clear example so you can visualize this. Let's say I send one Bitcoin over to this, this platform and my one Bitcoin it's earning 6% or 8% or whatever it is on top. And it's just auto earning and I'm sending more Bitcoin every week, et cetera. And it's just growing my little nest egg over here. And I go, gosh, I really want to go on a trip, right? Like I really would like to go on a nice trip. I think I'll take out, I don't know, we're going to get fancy. We're going to take out $20,000 out of that, that value of the Bitcoin. Let's pretend Bitcoin's 40,000 for easy math. So the platform says, Hey, no problem. You just lock up your Bitcoin with us. We'll give you $20,000 in USD at a 1% interest rate, low, 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 low interest rates, 1% interest. You got 12 months, or excuse me, it's 1% a month. So it's going to be 12% if you take the entire year to pay it off. Even so, still relatively low. There's no prepayment penalties, and you have an entire year if you'd like to pay us back. You don't have to pay a monthly, you don't have nothing. You got the whole year. You can sit on it the whole year. So they give me what? A depreciating asset, dollars. I go on my lovely trip, have a great time, make lots of memories. Woo, we go to cruise, all the fun things, come back, and I go, okay, cool. I've got 12 months to pay back this loan. Let's see what happens, right? So I'm hanging out, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. What's happening in the meantime? The value of my Bitcoin is going up and it's going up and it's going up because if we look back over the last 10 years, the last decade, Bitcoin has yielded over 200% increase year on year, every single year in the last decade. It's compound annual growth rate dwarfs every other asset class compound annual growth rate for the last 10 years, 200 plus percent. So what happens here? I take out my loan, right? And I just wait for the underlying asset to appreciate. I ride out those full 12 months, right? As that underlying asset appreciates, what can I do? I can take out another loan to pay back the first loan. What have I done? 
a perpetual refi. And so right now I will tell you, I am perpetually refining my underlying Bitcoin to access USD cash value and then just riding it out and allowing and, and, and timing the market so that when it goes up, I just take out another loan to pay back the bottom loan. And I just, and I have a full year to time the market to do that so, and to play with it. So it's, it's powerful. And another thing is, if you did that, since we're speaking to business owners, if you did that and you took it out as a, as a business loan, that's actually a tax deductible business loan now. Right. And right. so, and by the way, since I didn't actually sell my underlying collateral, I triggered no capital gains tax, none. So I'm not selling my asset. This is the billionaire strategy, right? This is how you do it. You don't sell your underlying asset. It's like a, it's like a home equity line of credit, basically. You're not having to say, it's the same concept, exact same concept, right? Or a second mortgage, whatever it is. So you're, you're just taking out that value and then paying it back. But the cool thing is, is you can perpetually refi against the, against the underlying asset as it goes up. Right. And Bitcoin, um, if we know anything about Bitcoin from its past performance is that it will go up at least enough for you to get that percentage of money out. You never take the full amount out. You never, you know, only what you need, only what you need, only what you need. And so literally I treat Bitcoin as my savings account. If I need something from savings, cool, I go get it. And then I just let the asset itself pay off. So it becomes almost a self-paying loan. It's, it's that a, is brilliant. It's, that is so brilliant. And this is so a strategy we teach this. We teach this in our paid mastermind and we help people implement these strategies and other tax mitigation strategies and passive income strategies and all, all sorts of fun stuff. So um, this is the kind of thing one can do to access the value. And, and so, yes, we live in a fiat world, but um, when you learn the rules of digital currency and how to, to, to play, and this is all legal, by the way, this is all, I mean, it's as legal as a home equity line of credit. It's having sure. an asset and it's borrowing against the asset. That's it. And this is what I was going to ask you too, because you had said like when, you know, when the dollar's going down, but the Bitcoin is going up and then you're thinking like, I can afford a better house, right? A more expensive house. So how does that work the same way as what you just described in housing? If you're wanting to purchase real estate, can you do that as well with that loan so, through Bitcoin? So what I will, what, what I will say is this. It depends. Here's why. Um, it depends on the jurisdiction. It depends on the seller of the real estate. Does the seller of the real estate want Bitcoin directly? Because some of them do. Like you, it's amazing what um, recently there's been some really amazing luxury real estate that's come on the market. You know, right now, uh, David Guetta is selling his condo in downtown Miami for 22 million in Bitcoin. It's all he wants, Bitcoin, right? So he's literally dumping real estate for Bitcoin. That, I mean, that, and that's happening big time. My mother is selling a whole bunch of real estate right now for Bitcoin. Like I'm selling real estate for Bitcoin. A lot of real estate investors are selling because, you know, it's toilets, trash, tenants, taxes, insurance, mortgage, et cetera, or nobody calling you in the middle of the night for anything. Nobody bothering you, no taxes on it, no nothing. I can still collateralize it. I can keep it in my pocket. I can take it across borders. I can, you know, nobody's taxing me on it every year. I'm not having, you know, nobody's going to slip and fall and sue me on my property. Like, right. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty compelling argument. So, um, you know, it depends on a, does the seller want Bitcoin? Um, are you getting a mortgage or are you going to pull the full, uh, the, the full amount of cash out, right? If you have enough Bitcoin to pull the full amount of cash out, you simply become a cash buyer. 
They don't care or know or whatever, where your cash came from. doesn't matter. The problem comes when you involve the banks, when you involve the banks and you're trying to get a mortgage, your mortgage company is not going to want to know all that. Like they, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what they do want to see is two to three months of money in the bank. Now, if you can pull that money out, put it in the bank and let it sit and season, it's called seasoning. You can season it for a couple of months then they're not worried about the source of that income. Otherwise, where the heck did this $100,000 just come from in your bank and, oh, it just came from the Bitcoin loan? Nah, man, we're not interested, right? So there's a lot of prejudice in that way. So you just have to be a little bit um, artful about the planning in, in a situation like that. That is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so in order for someone who does not have an account, they have nothing set up, is there... Are there, are there fees to set up Bitcoin accounts? Like how much is involved in that? So, so within, within um, an hour, we can have you set up with a free uh, account that literally I was talking about, like kind of it auto pulls from your bank account and you set it, you set up all the rules. Do you want it to auto pull $5 a week, $10 a week, $100 a week? a month, a day. I mean, you, you can set all of the rules up. It's very simple. The user interface is, is so just, it's sexy. It's easy. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. So you set all that up. You tell it the, the frequency day, month, week, whatever. Um, you set up the amount, you, you hook up your bank account. It'll do that on the schedule that you have set. And then equally so you tell it exactly where you want it to go. Do you want it to go to cold storage? You want to put it in your little treasure wallet, right? Something like that. You can put it in your treasure and keep it safe and sound under your bed if you want to, or in your family safe or whatever you want to do. Or if you'd like to send it to one of those platforms to earn even more, then you can auto send it over there and, and it's free to set up that platform. The only time you would pay with the, the initial service is anytime you, anytime they pull money, it's a small fee. It, the fee is, I believe, I want to say it's 0.99%. So it's not even 1%. It's a very small fee. Um, and it is, we work with the provider who has the lowest fees on the market, the lowest fees on the market. So we really do our best to keep the fees down. And then when you when you send everything over, no fees, no nothing. When it gets to the other platform, you're earning percentage, you're earning those percentage points free. Why? Because they are lending out your underlying asset and they're making more. Trust me. They're just like a bank. Just, just like, a, like bank, a bank, right? If you think that your precious dollars are sitting in your bank account right now, you got another thing coming. They've rehypothecated them. They've sent them out. They've lent them out 10 times. Your $1, they've lent it out 10 times. Trust me, that's fed, that's fractional reserve banking for you. So um, it's the same thing, except they're not rehypothecating. They're not fractionalizing. There's no fractional reserve banking in Bitcoin. One Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. Um, and so that's the cool thing about the system. It's a much more, it's a much safer monetary system, in fact, um, because there's no house of cards built on top. But what they're doing is they're taking that, that, that Bitcoin or partial Bitcoin, they're lending it out to traders at a higher percentage. So they may be making, a, you know, 15% and then they'll take their cut of seven and give you your 8% and everybody's happy, right? Right. So right. And they're all insured. They have reserves. Like if anything happens, you still get your coin. Like there's, there's no shenanigans with the platforms that we work with. They're international. I mean, they work with, you know, hundreds of currencies, hundreds of different, um, they even work with precious metals. Like they're very, you know, 
respected platform. So um, it, it's it's an exciting time um, in in you know this this new world of finance. Um, you know these platforms are are regulated. They work uh, within the law. Everything is you know all above board. So it's exciting and. You know, um, there are there are other more exotic ways to make money in crypto. Um, each of them come with their own risk associated, and I think risk is something we don't talk about enough in this space. Security. Um, you know, Bitcoin allows you to be your own bank, and um, in so doing, you it, it, with great reward comes or great response comes great responsibility. You have to be able and be willing to take the responsibility to store your uh, you know, Bitcoin safely. For example, I have this sitting here. This is actually just the box. The the, the actual wallet is not inside the box. It's just yeah. the box. But um, if if I were just keeping this wallet inside of this box on top of my desk, that's probably not the safest place to keep my Bitcoin, right? Like anybody can walk by and just swipe it and walk off with it or what, you know, I could spill water on it or coffee on it. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, you want to treat your funds the way the bank might, right? In a vault, in a safe, in a, you know, I have a waterproof, fireproof safe where I keep all of my, my, my cold storage wallets. And, you know, you never want to put all of your eggs in one basket, meaning um, I would never send all of my Bitcoin to a platform um, because as much as I trust them and as much as they have insurance and this, that, and the other, it's just not, it's always good to kind of divvy it up, make sure it's safe, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, you, you really want to become a good risk mitigator and, and be hyper about security as well. I love that you just said that. It's like you're reading my mind because that was my last question was like, mm -hmm. do you treat this like a real financial portfolio? You know, yeah, do you I do. Get into <laughs> high risk and low risk and what's safe? And yes, the answer is yes, yeah. you, you do. You, you I have most of my net way. worth in, in crypto. And so, yes, I, this is very much my, uh, like I said, I only hold in dollars what I'm willing to lose. Um, everything else is in crypto. And so, um, yeah, I, and a big portion of that is in Bitcoin. Um, I also have a smaller portion of my portfolio in higher risk, higher yield uh, things. But again, uh, I said risk first for a reason. <laughs> they are high risk. And I, you know, if I lost it all, it wouldn't kill me. It would hurt, but it wouldn't kill me. So, yeah. you, and you just have to be very um, risk aware and understand your own, understand your own makeup because everybody's going to have a different risk tolerance. Some of y'all will be like, Hey, YOLO, you only live once. Let's go. You know, you're, you're all about taking the risk. Other people are like, if I lose a dollar that ruins my whole day. Right. So oh, yeah. you, you've got to under, you've got to be self-aware and you've got to understand what is your personal unique risk tolerance and then design a, an investment strategy around that. I tend to talk about very safe um, or, or as safe as humanly possible inside of a, a new burgeoning growing space um, because there's always, there's always risk, but there's always risk keeping your money in a bank too. Guess what? Your savings account that gives you 0.01% interest. That's it. Yeah, you know what the risk is? The risk is that you're 15% behind inflation every single year. You're losing. That's your risk. Yes. Right? <laughs> so it's there's really risk everywhere, right? Yes. You know, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been amazing. Oh, this has been even more than I expected. So oh, let's do this. Let's tell our listeners where they can find those groups so they can find you yeah. and plug into this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we are just, we're such a, I don't, I don't know if you're in the crypto chill lounge. Um, I think that you might be, but yeah, I am. we're just a, we're just a fun 
casual, friendly, helpful, supportive community. And um, you can find us at Crypto Chill Lounge. There's a reason it's called Crypto Chill Lounge. We're just chill. We're just, we take it easy. We're not, we're not chasing scam coins and doing all the crazy stuff that everybody's doing out there. We're not, but you know what we're doing? We're doing tried and true methodology. We're building real wealth. And we're doing it in a safe way. We're doing it in a smart way. We're doing it in a way that is sustainable. We're not chasing ephemeral cash grabs and getting burned. Um, so that's that's the difference between our group and 99.9% of the crypto groups out there. <laughs> so uh, we we aim to be very different. And, um, you know, that's, I think, the best place for everybody to start. That's our free group. And then obviously, uh, I always tell everybody, once you've got the basics down, once you've got your dollar cost averaging on autopilot and you've got everything uh, set up and you've got your cold storage wallet and you've got your, your, your interest platforms and maybe you've taken out a loan or not or whatever, but, but you're, you're familiar, right? And once you've really started to dive in and understand the space that you're acting in, then it's time, if you're ready for some of those higher risk, higher yield strategies. If you're ready to employ some more um, passive income strategies, because there's a ton of passive income strategies inside of crypto, then um, the invitation obviously at that point is extended um, to to join the Stacker Mastermind where we just take it up several notches and uh, really, really help improve uh, your crypto earnings. And we even have a module in there called uh, Emancipation from Fiat. And I teach you how to live completely off of crypto. So (laughs) we get wild and crazy in there. I love that. That's amazing. Now, and that is a paid group. So here's a question. Do they pay you in Bitcoin or do they pay you? They absolutely can. They absolutely can. They can pay in Bitcoin or Ethereum. We we accept Bitcoin or Ethereum. Uh, for that, Ethereum's a kind of like the, the the digital silver to Bitcoin's digital gold. So we will accept uh, either of those. We also accept dollars because we still live in a fiat world. So and and I will say that payment processing makes it easier at the moment to accept dollars. Um, but happily, 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 we'll accept Bitcoin. I'm never going to turn Bitcoin away. So <laughs> we will happily it. accept Bitcoin uh, or Ethereum as well. And we have the the ability. To, to do that. So um, anytime, and you guys can find me as well, just on, on Facebook at uh, uh, alexselliot.com. I'm the chick with the, with the short hair. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. Oh my gosh, this has been so great. And for our listeners, um, we're going to take Alex into this next place of the good, the bad, and the ugly, because we promise we are going to do this with every guest. But I want to say this, go back to episode 18 and listen to Alex's good, bad, and ugly story that Mm. she recorded last year, just as we were entering the pandemic. Mm. And, you know, and I, you know, the thing was when we had that initial conversation, we were thinking 
thinking this was going to be short term. Remember? Oh my gosh, we thought it was like oh two weeks, a to few weeks. The yeah, like All right. we could flatten <laughs> the curve, right? We could do anything for two weeks, and we it turned the world into was an entire year. And you know, so so now we're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly of this year, of this year from the pandemic wow. to where we sit right now. So, Alex, tell us a story about the good. Oh, the good, <laughs> the good. <laughs> so um, this past year, my wife and I made the decision mid lockdown, mid pandemic, mid everything. I just, in many ways, I think it was, um, I had always wanted to like, to leave the States and live in, you know, somewhere else, whether it was South America, Europe, I wasn't sure I wanted to go somewhere else. And um I think the the decision was in part stimulated by a whole lot of like, I need to get out of here anxiety. <laughs> like, I'm like, if I stay in these four walls one more minute, I'm going to kill somebody. Like it was one of those things, you know? So I was having a little bit of that and a whole lot of, um, I just was kind of just all of the rhetoric from both sides with the election and just like everything. It just was there was a lot, there was a lot going on. And, um, I just said to my wife, I'm like, we need to go, we need to go. We need to go. I need different influences in my life. I need different inputs. I need to wake up. I need to be able to walk from my house to the beach. I need to be able to walk from my house to the forest. We need to figure this out. We need to make this happen somehow, some way. And, um, so by the grace of God, my wife is just incredible. She's amazing. She's like, I'm down to ride, whatever you want. Like, let's go. She's just, she's that way. She will support me to the ends of the earth. And so for that, you know, I, I just, I count myself more blessed than anything. And so we figured it out. And thankfully she is a Chilean citizen with a Spanish passport as well. So she's got dual citizenship. So she was like, well, you want to go to Chile? You want to go to Spain? So we kind of sat there and played with that decision for a little bit. It ended up being Spain. And the move here has been nothing short of life-changing and spectacular. I mean, I went from a very kind of intense American work ethic existence to a very relaxed sort of Mediterranean lifestyle, which has um, just been really good for me. And I've realized that you can get a lot done in four intense hours of concentrated work. You know, so when you, when you just create that intentional container and you just say to yourself, that's it. That's all you're getting. That's all you're getting. You're only getting four hours. So you better figure it out. When you do that, you're able to move heaven and earth to get things done inside of a very concentrated period of time. And you can still have an amazing life and have balance and have friends and go on walks every day or go to the beach or, you know, all the things. And so it's been a really powerful, um, experience in terms of just, uh, balance and in terms of um, learning about Parkinson's law, which is, you know, a task expands or contracts based on the amount of time given to that task. And so I've learned about those two things. So it's been a beautiful, beautiful experience. I, I love, I've loved every minute of being here. That is amazing. And I have enjoyed so much just seeing all of your posts and the beautiful views. And of course, Spain is on my list of travel. I am coming. So, so the only question is when I will figure that out. But yes, and just it is so enticing. And I see those pictures and I'm like, I want to be there. And the stories of how it was manifested. And I yeah. just 
Oh, I just really touches my heart and I, I can't wait. So I feel the same is, watching your, your Aruba picture. Every time I see one of your Aruba pictures, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl. It's like permanent vacation. It's beautiful. I know, right? I know. I, um, yeah, we'd love that too. So yeah, for sure. And oh, then well, that uh, was, bad and ugly. Okay. Yeah, well, so bad. What's I didn't do bad, bad. Do bad. Okay, bad, bad, bad. You know what's bad? I miss my mom. I miss my mom. That's bad. That's the hard. That, that's been rough for me. I am a mama's girl through and through. My mother is 78 years old and uh, she's a sprightly 78, but 78 nonetheless. And um, we talk every single day on um, what's up. We do our little video calls every morning when she wakes up and has her coffee at 530 in the morning. That's, I mean, that's sacred time for me. We have our call and I just, I love my mom to death, but I miss her. I miss her. And I, I'm, I'm going home in two weeks and I just am dying. I am so excited. I can't wait to see her. So it's been hard. It's been hard missing my mom. That has been the one, uh, the one sort of nagging heartstring thing that's been hard for me. Yeah. That is hard too, because there's, that's the price you pay, right? For that's this the lifestyle. And, the and there's always a price and you just have to decide. Everything right? is a price. Everything, Everything with a price. You know, there's this wonderful saying, like, like being poor is hard and being rich is hard. So choose your heart. <laughs> choose your heart. And it's the same thing. It's like staying home was hard in, in the States. Coming here was hard. It's a different kind of hard. And, and that has been a hard thing. Um, she gets it. She gets why I'm here. We can thank God for, for video calls. Like, thank God for that sense of closeness that one can, one can cultivate. Um, yes. But yeah, the physical just just physically not being with her has been hard. Yeah, yeah. And um, the ugly. the ugly, whoo, the ugly, the ugly. Let's see what's been ugly. I'll tell you what's been ugly. It harkens back to uh, to something I I said earlier on this episode. Um, the crypto space in general tends to be a space of can be a space of quick, easy, fast money or the promise of quick, easy, fast money for certain people. And I have watched dear friends and colleagues be seduced by that and um, sort of, you know, uh, exercise uh, choices that um, I don't ethically agree with. And so that's been challenging and, and seeing different sides of people has been painful. Uh, and, and, you know, their choices have had to be made uh, around, you know, what, what one stands for and what doesn't, and what one doesn't stand for and, and what that means in relationship uh, with others. And so that's been, there's been some, some, some hardness around that and difficulty around that as well. And that's been, that's been personally sad. So, but it is what it is. That's life, right? Uh, so you, you just, you, you stand for what you stand for. You, you have to have certain, um, you know, convictions and belief. Otherwise uh, you'll fall for anything. And so, well, you know, I adore you. I trust you more than anybody really when it comes to any of the things that you have been an expert on and I have watched you and I am just always raising my flag, like go girl, go. You're just a champion for women, I, champion for women entrepreneurs <laughs> globally. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I love what you're doing. I love it. I was telling you this off the air, but I want to honor you on air. And that is, you know, I, there's so many, I've been on so many podcasts and so many different things, podcasts that don't exist anymore. Podcasts where people gave up, they are no longer doing it, right? Maybe they didn't see the immediate results or they didn't, you know, whatever it is, they, 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 they didn't reach the top 10 in five minutes or whatever it was. 
you know, and, and I just, I love your consistency. I love that here we are a year later having a conversation. Uh, I love that you help people relaunch their podcasts um, because you just committed to this journey and you're so good at it. And you're committed to something bigger than that. You're committed to making this impact in women's lives. And so um, for that, I want to reflect back my gratitude. Thank you. Oh, Alex, thank you so much. And I, you know, I so feel well. like we're both making a huge impact in the world and we just, you know, we all need to team up and do that Amen. and just in that direction and really empower women. And I think today, I think we just did that in the most amazing way because women in finance, right. Is, is like, if we can empower them and get more, more money into the hands of women, women do good. They they don't just do well with money. They do good. They're great. They are great. They know where to put it. They know how to make a difference with it. And I love that. And you just really contributed to that in an amazing way. And I adore you for that. And to our listeners, I have no idea where you are in your life or your business, but you just heard it from Alex that even in a a amazing year of her life, there is still the good, the bad, and the ugly and sort it out. You guys lick your wounds, get back up. If you're face down on the ground right now, get back up. Tell them Alex. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, listen, I, I have, I have been so broke in my life as to, you know, I was driving Lyft and Uber at the same time. And when I would get a call, I'd have to like, like, is it the Lyft? Do I put the Lyft sign or do I put the Uber sign? Like, what am I doing? And at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm literally working 12, 14 hour days at this digital marketing thing, trying to become somebody online and failing and failing and failing and failing and down to my last, you know, thousand dollars in my bank account and freaking out. So I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like in my bones, I get it. And it makes you sick. Like, I know, I know, I know, but their breakthrough is on the other side of all of that. Right. And it is, it is just what I was just talking about. It is consistency. It is discipline. It is getting 1% better every single day. You don't have to get hundred percent better every single day. You got to get 1% better. It's called compounding growth, right? Compounding interest. And if you aim to get 1% better every single day in every single area of your life, or at least the areas of your life that matter, you will find that over time, you get what you're after if you just keep going. So I love it. And I just want to remind you and our listeners on episode 18, you said you can't fail if you don't give up. You can't fail if you don't quit. Amen. That's right. Get back up, girl. Get back up. That's it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.